This is the We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast with your host, J.D. Rieger. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of We Are Memphis Wrestling, the free podcast from Memphis Wrestling Plus. For exclusive content, including the interview I just did with one half of the new tag team champions, Ray Ray Sanders, visit MemphisWrestlingPlus.com. This week on the show, I'm talking to the new women's champion, the goddess of the night, Nyx, ring announcer and TV commentator Terrence Ward, both of those on location at the Wrestle Center. I'll also replay a conversation with Marvin Stockwell of the Coliseum Coalition that was recorded at the Mid-South Coliseum and was previously behind the paywall at Memphis Wrestling Plus. Let's get into it. I'm here with the new women's champion of Memphis Wrestling, Nix. As it should be, as it always should have been. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me. You're welcome. What does it mean to you to finally hold the title? Um, it means everything, mostly because I should have had my title a long time ago. I wasn't given nearly as many shots as other people, and now I finally have it around my waist, and nobody's going to take it from me. So, you think you you were shortchanged on the shots coming up to this? Absolutely. Think about it. the The very first time I had a championship match was what a triple threat, where I got hit in the face by Jim Lee Blaylock. Did I get another shot after that? Now my next shot was a fatal four way with you know three other women. In instead of two. So I figured that it was time for me to even the playing field for myself and get what was rightfully mine. Well, I can respect that. Um, do you have a relationship with Ellsworth Enterprise to speak of? I mean, you were, you know, the, the epi- this past episode closes with you guys kind of celebrating together in the ring. So mm-hmm. are you now a team with these with these characters? Let's, let's make one thing perfectly clear. So Ellsworth Enterprise, they have made some very questionable decisions. One of them being making an enemy out of me, and they learned that the hard way. So they decided to rectify it and align themselves with me. I don't work for Ellsworth Enterprise. Ellsworth Enterprise works for me. They seem to have pretty serious issues with people who previous to now were known to be your close friends. Mm -hmm. Is that a conflict of interest for you? (sighs) Well, they're still learning. Uh, We're still working on the whole respect for women thing, but at the end of the day, they do whatever it is that I tell them to do. And that's all you need to know about that. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Before I I let you go, because I know you've got a busy schedule. And I do. what do you want the reign of Nyx to look like? Are you a fighting champion? Are you a feature attraction that only shows up a few times? Like, how, what is this reign going to look like? This reign is going to be historic. It's already historic because it has my name attached to it. Um, am I going to be a fighting champion? Of course, because, you know, I have to remind these women why I'm a threat. I have to remind these women why I should have been a champion in the first place. It's going to be phenomenal. There's, there's nothing short of phenomenal in me, so... Do you have a next challenger in mind? I have a, I have an idea of who my next challenger will be just because it's the obvious. Um, MKZ, you know, we had a pretty close relationship before the, the most recent unfortunate events. But, you know, if she steps to me, she's going to learn, just like everybody else, that that championship is mine. Well, once again, Nix, thanks for taking some time to talk to me. You're welcome. 
Terrence Ward, thanks for joining me on the We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a familiar voice on the show if anyone has, you know, not skipped through the intro. Yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> one, one would hope. One would hope. Well, tell me a little bit about your journey into the wrestling business. How did you How did you get here? Oh, wow. Uh, you're, really, you're really taking it back. And I make the gray hair shine through this podcast. Uh, so I was 16 years old and started with a wrestling company in Arkansas. We had a classmate of ours that had, had died in an accident. And, and the local uh, promotion there, the promoter, was the uncle to one of my other classmates. So they did a benefit show, asked me if I'd work a camera. And I was like, absolutely. You know, I'll jump into that. That's anything to help with this, this, uh, this benefit show. So I go from that to at the end of the show, he's like, hey, you were really great. I'd like to you know, bring you on board and have you do our shows every time that we, that we run. So naturally, I loved wrestling as a kid. Grew up watching it, you know, WCW, later WWF or WWE now. And uh, so I was hooked. And about a year later, I, I kind of got tired of, of setting it at a hard cam because the promotion had moved into a uh, permanent location. They weren't on the road all the time. So having to work a hard cam every single weekend is rough. I mean, if unless that's something you're passionate about, it, it can be very, very rough. I mean, as the photographer, I feel like I have some sense of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, so I told the promoter, I was like, look, I want to do something behind the mic. I loved listening to Jim Ross. I loved listening to Howard Finkel. Those were my two favorites. Uh, you know, growing up, of course, Lawler and Jim Ross's uh, tag team commentary is just was was legendary for me. Um, and I just kind of gave him an ultimatum, like, look, I want to do this. I'm tired of doing the camera. And he said, uh, well, well, we'll let you try out. Froze up my first night. Oh, it was terrible. I still have the recording of it. It was absolutely terrible. It was. Oh, I, I have a VHS video of my first ever time singing on stage. Oh. It's oh, it's rough, dude. Yeah, and it, but you know, looking back on it, I'm sure you're like I am. It's like, oh, you know, look how far you've come from from when you first got you know started to where you are now. But. Um, it just it, it kind of just kept going from there. A couple of years later, I get uh, I get uh, recruited to come to another promotion in West Memphis to do regional television for a promotion that was there. That's where I met Dustin. Did not like Dustin at first, by the way. <laughs> Could not stand the guy, and he'll tell you that. And we laugh about it now. But was, was it because he was too deep in character? Or absolutely. Okay. Like I mean, he just that's how he psyched himself up. You know, looking back at it, it made it made a lot of sense. But sure. Uh, you know, when you're green in the business, he had just come off of a wwe run you know he was with nxt for about a year under a contract and then when he came back it's like does this guy not know how to turn that switch off like is he always this way <laughs> yeah I, i'm going through a bit of that as i get to know the business <laughs> as we speak yeah how did you know like i mean did you always knew that you had a voice no when no did, when did you when did that dawn on you <sighs> i would say it was it would probably be it would probably be the last last three or four years. Like, I mean, I, I've been doing this since I was 16, and I'm 33 now at the time this this podcast. And, and ring announcing and stuff for how long? Oh, God, of for that? a majority of that. And you never thought, man, I've got a pretty good voice. No. I mean, I really didn't have a lot of exposure to different promotions and to get that constructive feedback to learn. It wasn't until I started doing voiceover work with what was Championship Wrestling for Memphis before we rebranded into Memphis Wrestling. It, it just I, I wasn't getting that feedback. I didn't have those connections to be able to, to learn to maneuver. and. Wow. Yeah, it's See, I, I was expecting to get some sort of like Howard Stern esque, like, oh, I knew when I was a child, radio spoke to me, and like I always heard, like, because you have just like a very commanding voice. I mean, especially when you turn it on and get that little extra yeah. thing going on. I mean, 
I mean, you really know how to use the instrument. Yeah, and, it, and a lot of that, uh, you know, downtown Bruno worked with worked with him at that promotion in West Memphis, and that, that did help quite a bit to at least understand what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. Uh, but Bruno, recent guest on the podcast. Yeah, and uh, amazing individual. Like, I, I love Bruno to death. He, I could not find one bad thing to say about him except I wish he called more. <laughs> you just had a really high-profile non-wrestling gig. Can you tell us about that? Ooh. Um, I, I can tell you what is publicly available on social, and that is I was a guest ring, uh, cage announcer for the PFL, the Professional Fighters League, uh, in Orlando, Florida, at Universal Studios on March the 17th. So um, I, that that's probably about as much as I can say currently. Um, I mean, anything you could say about, the, like, I mean, it, it, was, it a, was it a cool experience? Oh, my God, yes. Like, I mean, no, this stuff doesn't happen to guys and, and people like me from Northeast Arkansas. So it's a farming town, farming community, the whole northeastern part of the state. Like, this just does not happen. We've got one person that's famous that's from that area, from Jonesboro, and he's the guy that plays Jamie on uh, Yellowstone. He's from the Jonesboro area. That's it. That's I've all never seen that show, so yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. You're missing out. But anyways, <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking wrestling, <laughs> not Yellowstone and Paramount. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it just doesn't happen to, to, to folks like us around there. So getting that opportunity to not only represent the state, but even Memphis Wrestling. They found me off of TikTok. They reached out to me, saw a video I did on TikTok, sent them some stuff from Memphis Wrestling. They loved it and brought me down. Said, hey, we'd like to, to bring you down as a, as a cage announcer for this Challenger series. Wow, that's super cool. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about before I let you go, because sure. I know you got to tape some stuff for the show, is, uh, and I want to ask you about that very fact, is that you work not only as a voice in Memphis Wrestling, but you do a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, too. Yeah, it didn't start that way. <laughs> it did not start that way. Is that something you wanted to do, or is it something that you've done because, you know, it's like Batman and you have to? I think it's I think it's a little of both. Uh, so I've won four, four independent film awards for previous stuff that I've produced, some documentaries. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, Dustin kind of knows that experience that I had doing that and some of the, the learnings from that and and him and I talked about it and he's like how would you feel about editing the show and this was about a year ago and I'm like absolutely not dude I just don't have time I, I, I do not have the time and it, mentally it was like I just really didn't want to commit to that so fast forward show 88 stars of tomorrow we finally come to a handshake agreement it's like okay well we'll try this and if i like it if it's okay it's not too stressful i'll, I'll take it over uh and it's not been uh, the, the most stressful thing is is uh trying to manage some of the segment times that's, that's the hardest part but i can imagine how much collaboration do you do with the the team because you're not like producing or directing live you're you're dealing with like the post-production or are you uh, sometimes it's a little of both uh most of the time neil is, is handling all the the yeah. directing in, in terms of the camera shots but there's times that we may have to replace a camera shot or if neil's gone i've had uh, for example there was a few shows that i had to actually do the manual camera switches which was very tedious and time consuming uh but most of it's post most of it is all post-production editing i get feedback during promos uh if i don't like something that i see you know the posse promos that you you've seen the real dark and the Mike Anthony jail and red promos. Those were me. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's, that's kind of the extent of, of that and additional feedback I may, I may give if it's asked. Well, I, I just wanted to say that I've, I've really enjoyed and noticed a, you know, a, a step up since you took over the show. It really looks great. And, uh, you know, congratulations on everything, the MMA gig, the, you know all the all the all the the roles in Memphis wrestling. You're you're killing it, man. I appreciate it. It's been an interesting journey the last three years. Everything's just kind of exploded at once, and it just it's it's crazy to look back on. That's how it works. Yeah, Terrence, thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. 
All right, Marvin Stockwell, we're outside the Coliseum. Just You just did a big press conference. How do you feel right now? Do you feel energized by the response you just got? I feel really encouraged and energized uh, about the response we got here at the Coliseum press conference. A lot of goodwill, a lot of good ideas, a lot of belief, uh, and a lot of creativity. And I think that's what we're going to need to continue to have, honestly. Uh, it was great to have such a great turnout from our media. Um, were you expecting that? Well, I figured that it would be a good turnout, but I, uh, I, we, we got the deluxe uh, package of uh, of media. It's like I'm not, I'm not sure we missed on. You know what? I do not know whether the tri-state defender was here. That's about all I'm not sure of. You still, so, still a pretty clean sweep of TV outlets. It looked like. Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. One of one of the things that got a big response when you mentioned it during the conference was the possibility of using the building for wrestling moving forward. That was kind of fun, yeah. Yeah, well, again, part of the whole mixed-use redevelopment is that wrestling can absolutely be a part of it. I would argue should be a part of it. Um, but again, you know, there are a lot of ideas uh, out there, and uh, all I know is that I want this building to be put to good use uh, in a way that's, that the community will be able to get behind. Uh, but do I think wrestling could be a part of that? Absolutely. Do I think a wrestling museum could be part of that? Absolutely. And, and I'm going to tee this up for you. Um, you've made it clear that you're not against 901 FC in any way. Yeah. No, we love 901 FC, it, they're a great team, they're a great organization, and they're great for Memphis. Uh, but we just don't think, think that there's a, we don't think that there's any reason why the stadium has to be built right here on these hallowed grounds. Uh, what's special about this real estate that we need to spend an additional $10 million of demolition cost? That's the city's estimate. I didn't make that up. So there's there's a field right over there to just on the other side of the youth sports building. It's already been cleared. The soccer stadium footprint would fit there. It's already cleared. That sounds like, let's see, I got a, I got a clear field right next to the youth sports building. Or I've got a I've got a plot of land with a giant, a beloved building in there. That historical would take landmark. A, historical landmark that would take a Herculean effort to uh, bring down. And $10 million. And break a lot of hearts. And break break Memphis's heart, quite, quite frankly, at a time, it would be salt in the wounds of a community that's already hurting. That's already being that's that's quite frankly uh, uh, has been has been has gotten too used to being not listened to. I mean, we the Coliseum Coalition did not call this press conference. Our neighbors in Orange Mound said we ought to have a press conference, and the Coliseum Coalition said we stand with you. We will we will be there with you in solidarity with you, and we will help you practically. So, um, but it was but they're the ones who call for the press release. They're the ones who, like. Claudette Boyd, whose, whose husband uh, Gerald spoke from the mic today, uh, she's the one that got on Facebook and started saying, "Where are my elected officials? I want to. Uh, we want to talk about the Coliseum. Orange Mound has something to say." And, and when we piped up, and we, we've known Claudette for years, uh, she's not part, not part of our board. She's the uh, most people would know her as the organizer of the annual Orange Mound parade. Um, but Claudette's incredible, and so like. Lots of other leaders besides us are beginning to uh, pipe up. Mark Fleischer from Storyboard Memphis is writing all sorts of stuff um, and, and, and actually making points that are like, I hadn't thought of that, Mark. You know, so it's like lots. I just think the severity or the, um, the urgency factor brought on by a demolition threat is uh, has, has rang the alarm bells 
with people who, who normally were like, I thought we were kind of going somewhere with this. And honestly, we've contributed to that perception because we have been at the table with the city. We have been working with them. So, and we, we have been, uh, you know, pretty secure, we thought, in the knowledge that it was going somewhere. And then I think we have to be honest here and say the city was baking this demolition plan in secret while they strung us along. And that's not a good feeling. I don't like to feel hoodwinked, you know, played for a fool. Uh, not when we put in eight years of volunteer effort, 130, you know, VIP tours uh, of the Coliseum. We put in a lot of effort, and I don't mind doing it. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slap in the face to the citizens who've worked hard, and it's a slap in the face that Orange Mound has not been consulted sufficiently. What kind of a response to this are you expecting? Well, I'd like to think that the city council will follow through on our, our recommendation of forming an ad hoc committee to get a, a wider slate uh, of, uh, of input. Uh, I would hope, uh, I have not given up hope that Mayor Strickland might have a change of heart. Uh, tomorrow, he could decide, you know what, these guys are right, I'm going to build it over in the open field. Or, hey, you know what, uh, I talked to that entrepreneur that owns the land at Maine and E.H. Crump, well, that would be a good place for the soccer stadium. There are all sorts of possibilities, and the mayor can change his mind. He, he's a real stick-to-his-guns kind of guy, typically doesn't, kind of a heels-dug-in kind of guy, and I hope that we're not going to have to, uh, I'm talking about wrestling, so I'm thinking, I hope we're not going to have to wrestle the mayor to the yeah. to the mat on this. But, You're not going to uh, have to pull a chain out of the tights. We might, well, I would never do that, but, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know when the refs aren't looking, you know, I, Things happen. That's all I could say, yeah. you know. So I don't know, but yeah. But I mean, we 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 citizens are beginning to reach for the strap. You know what I mean? It's kind of halfway down the shoulder, and you know, if we got to tuck it all the way under the arm, and uh, and uh, and then really, you know. Yeah, you're painting quite a picture here. Yeah, well, wrestling metaphor is just like it's such a... I think I might like wrestling metaphors as much as basketball metaphors. And as you well know, J.D., that's saying a lot. It is, it is. <laughs> All right, we've run the gamut. Thanks, Marv. Thank you so much, J.D. The We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast is produced by J.D. Rieger for Memphis Wrestling Plus. Our ring announcer is Terrence Ward. Our theme music is High Rise by Glory. For more information and exclusive content, visit memphiswrestlingplus.com.